Ready for another episode of Wanderings and Wool Gathering? Good. Here's Foggy. Welcome to Wanderings and Wool Gathering, episode 49, proudly hosted by North Central Indiana's Rock 98.5. Tonight, we'll be checking out some deep cuts and reviewing Carnivore by Bonnie Count. And now it's time to step inside the mind of Metalhead Mundy. Step inside into his mind, his boy Ben time, it's Metalhead Mundy. How's it going, everybody? <clears throat> well, everybody would be me tonight because we are <laughs> teabagless. I mean, I'm and... talking to the listeners, too, I guess, the two that we have. Uh, we boosted it. We have three and a half now, so <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Uh, we are without Tony this week. He is away on assignment due to all of the coronavirus stuff. He's kind of inundated right now. So he was unable to mm. participate on this week's episode. Yeah, um, I don't envy his workload right now. It sounded insane. Yeah. Absolutely. So we're going to carry on in his name and hopefully have a great show. I'm ready. So Tony did have the... Uh, Lester Bangs challenge this week, so we're going to hold off on that. But we're going to dig right in, and we're going to hit deep cuts. And uh, this was Monday's challenge, so he's going to explain to us what that was. Yeah, so I mean, deep cuts is one thing to call it. I, I really, what I was really looking for is uh, a friend of mine on Facebook tag made this post and tagged like 40 people in it. She was trying to get a discussion going. Uh, basically what she wanted was your A-list bands, like top of the top, you know, arena fillers, big, big names. And of those artists that you love, like their lesser known songs, something that would not be on their greatest hits album something that maybe a lot of people don't even know that song, but that's kind of what I was going for. Okay. I think I, I hit part of that. I'm not sure maybe everybody on here is what most would consider a listers, but they're certainly famous bands with huge followings and a big list of songs. So I think I worked that out. Would you like me to, uh, yeah, I, I, one of mine is not is not currently an A-lister, but was at one time. So, I mean, you know, you can fudge it a little bit. Well, I'm in the same boat as far as that goes. So, yeah. um, and I think as long as you were, if you were on the charts at some point, somebody noticed you, it should count, damn it. Sure. <laughs> so, uh, just real fast, I had, uh, I'm going to mention my honorable mentions, because uh, at one time I thought I was going to go with these. And then I found some that I thought would fit this bill a little better. Um, one of them is uh, Bob Mould when he did Sugar. So most people know him from Husker Du and his solo stuff. He had uh, two albums of Sugar, which they're really fun. They're kind of, uh, it, when I think of deep cuts, I think of songs you don't necessarily know. And these are probably more poppy songs than anything else that he created. One I thought of was If I Can't Change Your Mind. Um, it's a great song. I dare you not to try to sing along with that one. Um, so it's kind of the anti-deep cut, but sort of worked as far <laughs> as Bob Mould goes. And then my second honorable mention was uh, Helmet. And I don't remember at this time turned out being a huge hit for them, but it was always uh -huh. one of my favorite songs. And um, just kind of calling people out 
who uh, had it made but tried to act like they weren't so made, so to speak. Um, kind of downplaying or whatever. I love that song. Um, just kills it. And uh, that was my other honorable mention. So do you have any honorable mentions, Mundy? Uh, yeah. First, I would say that Bob Mould and Hellman are not what I would consider A-listers, but still good bands. They're um, A-listers in my mind. <laughs> and I would like to mention that they also are honorable mentions. They're not my choices. There you go. Fair enough. Um, yeah, a couple of mine. Um, definitely uh, uh, with for Metallica, I, Outlaw <laughs> Torn. It's like the last song on Load, I think. And it's a song, you know, a lot of people may not be familiar with, but I've talked about it before, so I didn't want to choose it again. Um, uh, the Dixie Chicks. I love the Dixie Chicks. So, you know, you can try to take my metalhead card away, but I'll fight you for it. Um, I just want to say, we let you come back this week after kind of a sketchy last week, and then you pulled Dixie Chicks on us? Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, I fell in love with them when they put out the home album and man uh, just kills me, but there's a song on there called more love that I really like. Okay. It's not one of their bigger hits. And uh, for Ozzy, I, he's got a song called thunder underground and it, it's not, you know, was never released as a single or anything like that, but man, it's got a killer groove, you know, Zach and the boys getting behind, uh, Ozzy, so pretty awesome. Okay. Gosh, now I'm starting to wonder what you consider a list. So <laughs> my, my, I'll start at the bottom and work up to the top because I know the top <laughs> one is an a lister. So, um, and I just want to be clear here. I stayed away from Rush. You know, I always get on Tony. I make fun of him for using, you know, Nine Inch Nails and Tool for everything. So I'm gonna. I had a my... Nine Inch Nails song that I almost went with, but I think I've talked about that song before as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. So my number three pick, uh, is Sonic Youth A-list? Are they filling arenas or have they ever? Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just say this. They're great. And they're one of my, if I put together a top 10, 20 album list, they would be on there. Um, I really love them. One of those songs, and, and you're right. They don't have a ton of songs that people just be like, Oh yeah, that's Sonic youth. I get that. Yeah. But one of the songs that's really cool. that kind of flies under the radar is tunic, a song for Karen. Okay. That is about Karen Carpenter. Oh, all right. <clears throat> yeah. And so it is such a cool song. And I love one of the lines, um, talking as if she's Karen, it says, and I feel like I'm disappearing, getting smaller every day but I look in the mirror and I'm bigger in every way because she, you know, had the anorexia and had all right. those problems and yet she was exploding as a star. Right. I just thought that was such a cool line. Yeah, that's real uh, cool. So uh, does, uh, is it Kim Gordon? Is yeah, Kim. That, mm-hmm. is she sing that song yes. kind of as Karen. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I'll check that yeah. out. I don't know. Um, that's that album for me, just like I, every song on there really hits home. And, uh, but that one stands out. I don't know. I, I guess if you're a Sonic Youth fan, you would know that song clearly, but I think most people wouldn't know it. I'm not terribly familiar with Sonic Youth. I mean, of course I know who they are and all of that, mm-hmm. but I, I've never dug in on them. I, I've not heard a lot 
from them that really connected with me, but I mean, right. that's, that's music. So, well, yeah, for sure. Lots of feedback. I mean, <laughs> if you like feedback, you're going to like them. So <laughs> anyway, all right, let's hear your number three. My number. Well, I'm going to save my number three for last. Cause I think it'll surprise you, Okay, but cool. I'll start in the middle. Okay. Um, Depeche mode. Love Depeche mode. Mm-hmm. Yep. They definitely fill arenas everywhere they go. They're a huge band all over the world. Um, in, I think, 2009, they put out an album called Sounds of the Universe. And the first song is called In Chains. And it starts off, you talk about feedback, it starts mm-hmm. off with kind of this buzzy, high-pitched, droney noise. And the tone kind of changes a couple times. And then it kind of melts into this uh, little like a guitar part that's kind of like a wah part. And it sounds like it's kind of on repeat because it's just a short little little riff and using the wah pedal. So, And then it, it just keeps going into this really cool kind of groove. Um, lot, you know, it's Depeche Mode, lots of electronic stuff. Right. Um, but uh, the reason I picked this song is because, you know, they've been around forever and they've got a lot of songs that people would call classics. But this is, I mean, it's what, 10, 11 years old now, but it's newer in their catalog. So it's one that, you know, people might not necessarily gravitate towards, but uh, I love it. Dave Gahan's vocals are always great. Um, yes. And the lyrics are, the lyrics are, they're kind of sexy. It's kind of like a, you know, he's just kind of talking about how he feels about this person and how he's like, um, they, he's kind of powerless around, around this person. And he's kind of, you know, he feels like he's in chains around this person and it's pretty cool. It's a great song. Yeah. Cool. Now, have you ever seen them live? I have not. They are a bucket list band yeah. for me. I would love to see them before they stop. Yeah, I want to see them too. Um, but I have heard that Gahan is not that good live. Have you heard that? Uh, no, not really. Um, I don't know. I, I guess that wouldn't shock me. I, well, I don't know. I feel like his voice is so smooth. Like, mm-hmm. I... I I don't know. That, that is on the albums for sure. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's so, a good choice. I don't know. Are they? I'd like to see them. I would say this: Sonic Youth is as a list as Depeche Mode. No, <laughs> they're close. Nope. They're pretty close. Nah, not a little bit. They're fairly close. Nah. All right. <laughs> My number Next. two is a list point two. <laughs> I can't help it. I don't. I don't okay, I'll change the. Things. I'll change the parameters. Could they maybe sell fifty tickets in a VFW? <laughs> now I think this band actually did sell out arenas at one point. And I, I'm going to go back. I think Sonic Youth did. And I'm going to prove it to you. I hope. <laughs> All right, Sonic so my, Youth. Sonic Youth may have opened for someone who sold out an arena. You shut your mouth, <laughs> dirty whore. All right. This band is called The Cult. Oh, yeah. So and once they got huge, this is before. This is 1983. 
So this yeah. is off of Dreamtime. And I really went back and forth uh, two songs on this one. And I chose the set. The first one was Bad Medicine Waltz. Such a cool song, cool groove. It's really kind of mellow. It's pretty deep. And then the second one, the one that I actually chose is Spirit Walker. And I feel like this one could have been on a number of their later records. Um, it was probably the most mature one they had at the time. Really cool song. Um, I love the idea. You know, the Spirit Walker, of course, they had a lot of those Native American themes. Yes. Yep. Um, and I, I love the line, let all the children kiss the sun before they sing their last song. So achieve some great thing before, you know, your life is over. It's, uh, I think it's kind of empowering. It's a positive yeah, cool. song. It's yep. definitely upbeat. Um, definitely would have fit in uh, with the later stuff. Uh, and uh, you can kind of see why they became popular after this record. Well, I love the cult. Ian Atsbury's got an you know, amazing voice, and they always they got a ton of great songs. I'm not familiar with the ones you're talking about, so I, I would, you know, I'm who this is aimed at. Like, I, I don't know those songs. So, but, and I will say, I don't know if they sold out arenas, but I know they opened for someone who did because they opened for Metallica on the End Justice for All tour. <laughs> I bet when they were when Firewoman was at the top of the charts, I bet they sold out some arenas <laughs> or large venues. Paul saw that show when it came to Indianapolis. His mm-hmm. older brother took him, and uh, he, if I remember correctly, he said that the cult got booed off the stage. I, I've heard they are wonderful in concert, or they're awful. They're like they're just there's two extremes with them, and, and I've yeah. seen some good live. Ian is not as good live as he is on record for sure. Yeah. He does not, uh, it's kind of like you said, uh, Glenn, you know, Danzig does not oh, come yeah. across live, but they no. have these big, huge voices. So maybe that's part of it. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I feel maybe it's a breathing thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It could be. Who knows? Or maybe there's more work going on digitally than we know. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah. What's your second one? All right, this is probably my biggest one, my biggest band. I'm going with Guns N' Roses. Okay. Um, <clears throat> after Appetite for Destruction came out, it was huge. And, you know, Geffen, the label, they wanted more, more, more. Got to do more. You're, you're at the top. We need more music. And they didn't, because of their relentless touring schedule, they didn't have time to record a full album. So they put together this EP called GNR Lies. So the A side, you got four early live tracks. B side, you got four kind of acoustic new songs. And um, when I listen to that, I really focus on the A side. I, I love all four of those songs. They're just, they're they're live they're raw you can tell the band is hungry they're just and they're so rocking and none of those four songs made it to appetite of destruction but i would argue any four of them could but uh, the song i focus on was move to the city and I like that one it's it's got uh it it has horns which is different for them so uh, definitely Kind of gives it a different vibe. Um, 
uh, the lyrics tell a pretty good story. I mean, it's not a new story, but it's a good story. It's kind of about a small town girl who moves to the city to try to make it big and whatever. It's kind of similar to Axel's story, really. But Yeah. And uh, the opening guitar riff is just really cool. And uh, Duff comes in with this really kind of uh, funky, jazzy, slinky bass riff and I don't I just really love that song and it's not one that you know most people don't really gravitate towards that song so I, it it's pretty cool a little under the radar for them for as huge as they are what was the name of that was it EP somebody said it was yeah it's called GNR lies lies okay cool i guess they're a listers eh, a little bit well they are we, still we can, we can selling still, out we can still <laughs> Yeah, they sold out all right. <laughs> We're going to fight about that Chinese. Never mind. That was a previous episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Call me a Guns N' Roses apologist, I guess. All right, I will. <laughs> okay, so my number one, I have seen this band when they played at um, a fraternity at Indiana University. Cool. I saw them play this teeny tiny venue at the Indiana, the Indianapolis fairgrounds, not the Coliseum, Yeah, a little tiny building next to it. And mm-hmm. I have seen them in arenas three times, maybe. And including the Hoosier Dome because it was called the Hoosier Dome back then. Yep. And so they are A-listers and we'll see what their double album has for us when it comes out here in the next year. So I chose Smashing Pumpkins. I chose the song called Glennis. I don't know if you've okay. ever heard that. Um, I don't know if I have. It was off of, God, I'm going to kill myself for not looking this up. It was a little record with um, lots of artists uh, providing songs for it. And it was for a tribute. It was for, uh, they raised funds. It was called No. No Alternative? Yeah, I think that was the one. It has a circle on the front. Yep. Yep. Yes. It has like a, the front is a picture, and I think the eye is like a spiral or something like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's what it was. No, no alternative. You are correct. And so it was there, but there was a version of that song that they played live. And I'm going to put when we get put this out there. I'm going to put a link to it. Um, you can see it on YouTube. Absolutely amazing. And it's about this. It's about a real person. Her name was Glennis Johnson. She was in the band Red Red Meat. Apparently, she had gotten sick or whatever, but they kicked her out of the band. And then she died from AIDS. So it's a pretty tragic story. But um, prior to that, Billy had asked them to perform for them at 10 different shows. And so they built up a relationship. And uh, he wrote this song about her. But it's super mellow. It's got this cool little groove underneath it. and Billy, you know, doesn't wail. It's a pretty light song. Um, but I've always loved that song. And when I heard it live, um, and I imagine that it was recorded right after, it was in the Siamese dream time, probably right after that, because he still has hair, but it was short hair. So he'd cut it. He had long hair and gish. <laughs> and then um, he cut it after that. It wasn't bald yet. So, uh, but it was in that time frame. Awesome song. Okay. Cool. Oh, can you see this? Not familiar. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I can't wait to hear your number one. I can't wait to hear about the Backstreet Boys. Which one? Well, 
<laughs> it's not my number one. It's my number three. This guy used to be an A-lister in the eighties. <laughs> he is not now, but he's still pretty awesome, and he's still out there kicking ass. Uh, with Mr. Billy Idol. Oh yeah. And he had a little album in the nineties, in the early nineties, that not a lot of people really care for. I think called uh, Cyberpunk. I absolutely love this album. The whole thing. I love it. I like the concept. It is a concept album. I like it. Uh, he tells some really cool stories on this album. But there is a song on there called Adam in Chains. Okay. And uh, yeah, there's a chains theme going on here. But, uh, <laughs> what are you but, thinking about, Monday? Yeah, you know. <laughs> but um, we won't go there. This is what this song is really long. It's almost seven minutes long, and it starts out. It, the music kicks in, and it's real kind of mellow and relaxing. And uh, this voiceover starts, and it's this guy that's basically trying to start you down this guided meditation. He's telling you to like imagine yourself floating and do you know all of this stuff imagine yourself doing this and that and then he does this countdown from 10 to 1 and then the song like the lyrics kick in and it's just really cool it's it's super mellow and um it, it's i i honestly i've been listening to this song for 20 plus years i still don't know what the hell it's about uh <laughs> You can you you can listen to the lyrics and if you can figure it out, you know, I'll buy you a sandwich or something, but uh I, I don't know. But I mean his voice sounds awesome and the song's really cool, the music's great, and I I love this song, but I think it, because it's on Cyberpunk, I think it gets overlooked a lot. Yeah. Because that I don't when that album came out it was such a departure for him that a lot of people were like, What the hell is this? So, but I love it. Cool. Yeah, I listened. Um, I remember when I was passing papers, I had a paper out when I was younger in the early 80s, and I had my Walkman and I had uh, Generation X with him as the lead singer. I love that record. Listen to that yeah. tons of times. Oh, yeah. So I will definitely check that out. I think on the, it's cool. I, I actually think there is a video for this song. So I think he might have tried to do something with it, but it didn't go anywhere. Wait, do you know what year it was? Uh, I really don't. Uh, it's early 90s, like 92, 3, somewhere in there maybe. But uh, the only song off of there that really hit, I think, was uh, Shock to the System was on that album. And uh, that was – I remember hearing that song on the radio, but I don't – nothing else off of this album, like, did anything. I'm thinking that we are probably going to have to do a mini-sode. Because Vital Idol Revitalized came out September of last year. Oh, it's two years ago. It's 2018. Sorry. <laughs> Never mind. No, we're not going to do it. <laughs> I mean, I'm always down to listen to some Billy Idol. Yeah, Cyberpunk was 1993. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And also at that time, like I was getting super into industrial music, like, you know, ministry, KMFDM, Nine Inch Nails, yep. all that stuff. So yeah. it went right along with that. That's awesome. Check that out. So hopefully we've given people some things to, uh, to go check out. 
if not, are bad. <laughs> <laughs> but that was different. I didn't expect those things. Now, here's the yeah. question. What would uh, teabags have chosen? Um, something from Nine Inch Nails, something from Tool. <laughs> something from Dermot Kennedy. There you go. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to, well, we're Eminem, here. maybe. <laughs> that, maybe. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to check uh, the mail and just see, because he was going to send it to us. Maybe he sent me an email, and we'll have his choices for everybody. <laughs> I bet he didn't. Um, You'd be right. It was a good try. It's good. I idea. don't blame him. I, I'm <laughs> he's, he had a lot going on. So. He does. He does. Quite all right. All right. Well, I had a challenge, but uh, Monday pooped on it. So um, the next <laughs> week's challenge is going to be a surprise. I'm going to give the challenge one hour before airtime, and then that's how long they have to come up with their answers. There you go. All right. That's going to suck, probably. I'm going to insert right here. Challenge accepted. <laughs> okay. Well, hopefully, you know, what I'll do is after I, I get this, I will go ahead and post it on Twitter, what it is. So if you'd like to check it out, you can see it on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter. You should be. You should get on there <laughs> right now. I'm going to sign you up. Okay. Yes. <laughs> really? Twitter's the best. If you want to follow people like that you like, famous people, artists, writers, your comic book people, that's the place to be. I'm I'm, I, I have enough trying to keep up with the two should, I'm on. You so. should dump Facebook and go to Twitter. <laughs> You'll get way more action on Twitter. All right. And now, we're about two weeks late, but it gave us a little time to sit with it. So, uh, Body Count came out with a new record called Carnivore. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to pull this up real fast because there's a quote. This is from Ice-T. You ready? I'm ready. He says, human beings are the most savage things walking the earth. We're in this form of denial about why the earth is fucked up and why life is fucked up, but we all do it. But all we do is eat and destroy shit. That's what he said. Uh, yeah, that sounds like something he would say for <laughs> sure. Uh, and then it goes on later, but uh, it says vegans might think they're on some type of higher level because they don't eat animals, but they still eat life. Plants are alive too. So don't try to tap out of being uh, being human with that bullshit. We're all part of the same human nature. <laughs> We're all carnivores. Uh, that I love him so much. It's the record. Yeah. And when you say something like that, you better back it up. And I don't know what you think about this record, but I think he backed it up. I absolutely love this record. Yes. It is so, so angry, which is pretty typical of them. I, I've said it before. Every time they come up, I tell you guys, like the last – Three albums they have put out are so, so good. The band he has put together now, the only two original members left are him and the guitar player. Uh, is it Ernie? Ernie C or something like that. But uh, they're, they're the only two left. Everybody else, they've come up, you know, along the way. And, man, they, they are killer. The band is so good. And I love the drummer. He's he's cool. He's fun to watch. And he gets some great I, moments here too. Yeah. And so I knew I, I was in when the first record came out. And for the first two minutes, all he says is body count. 
Yeah. And I'm in. I'm, you know, my head's going, yeah. and uh, yeah, it's so good. Well, on I don't know if you remember on the OG album from 1990, Ice T's OG, mm-hmm. uh, he had the first Body Count track on that, mm-hmm. and I I remember listening to that, and I was like, wait a minute. Ice T has a metal band. What is this? And perfection. Uh, yeah, love it. I've always loved them. Yeah, well, I mean, if you think about back then, everything was so angry and it had a point. Um, I remember Chuck D called it the Black CNN um, yeah. at the time because the music was very political and, you know, yes. it was definitely charged. And so you add heavy metal to it and you take it to a new level, I think. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And this album, I mean, it hasn't stopped. That was 1990, and mm-hmm. we're in 2020, and this album is so, so angry. Yeah. It, it, there is a little bit of upbeat it, parts, like justification. Yeah. Like I've made it yeah. kind of thing, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of finger-pointing, uh, name of a song. But um, Yeah. And, yeah, and there's anger, but um, let's just kind of run through as much as we want to talk about carnivore the first song perfect opener sets I, I said fantastic opener is what i wrote down yeah i think it was mo- most definitely the best song to start this album with um for just setting that tone and man it is it really does just get after it i love the yeah the low super low crunchy guitar tone sounds really good uh and then the the chorus, you just have that super guttural roar, mm-hmm. and then the one word chorus, mm-hmm. carnivore. That's all he says. <laughs> that's all you so need. it's a pretty, pretty perfect album opener. And that was definitely one of my standout tracks. The second track, is that point your point the finger? Point the finger, yeah. Featuring Riley Gale of Riley Power Gale. Trip. Yep. I'm trying to think if I I didn't I didn't take any notes on that one. I think that one um, at one point. I started to feel a little uncomfortable and then I was like, Oh, I get it. I get it. You know what I mean? Well, it's kind of, yeah. Uh, rightly Gale is, I mean, he sounds great on this song. I'm not, I know power trip, but I'm not like super familiar with them, but I I've heard some of their stuff. Right. Um, he sounds great on this track. Uh, what I wrote down was that, like, if you listen to the lyrics, it's kind of, it's a lot about, the police mistakenly killing innocent kids and then right. not being held accountable and right. you know that kind of thing so which is i mean that's in the news all the time right so that's and that's kind of you know that's in ice t's wheelhouse he takes current events and he's going to talk about them whether you want to hear it or not yeah and, and he's not wrong it's just i i have friends who are police officers who are amazing sure. people and they yep. they help more than anything else and so when you hear something like that it's like oh what are they thinking you know but there are yeah just like anything else there are cases out there where it happens and i'm not going to deny that or act like it doesn't because it does and sure. um and people are justified in being angry about it so i did yeah. come to really enjoy the song this this is kind of a perfect example of something like um that i think about when i listen to body count he comes from a place of truth in his world and you know he speaks a lot on how he feels 
about everything, but there's also, I feel like when he is in body count, it's almost like a character. It's like, it's, it's heightened. It's, you know, super aggressive and in your face just for the sake of doing that. You know what I mean? Like it, I really feel like he, he kind of inhabits this headspace when he's in this band doing this music and it's almost like it, it, it comes from truth, but it may not be exactly the truth. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Well, he's not the person he was in 1990. I mean, he's made it. He's been on, you know, like mainstream TV shows. Oh yeah. He plays he a, a cop. Yeah. And he had a been show playing with, a cop for 20 years. <laughs> didn't they, didn't he have a, uh, I forget what his, he had a reality show with his. He had a wife. reality show, yeah, yep, with him so, and Coco, Ice and yeah, Coco. That's right, right, right. So you could almost look at that and be like, "Oh, come on," you know. But he came from it, <laughs> yeah. so I wouldn't question it. And and he presents great art here. So, yeah. So I don't want to question it too much. Yeah. All right, bum rush. Bum rush is fun. It rushed it's, the hell in with that love beat. The drums, <laughs> the drums on this song are killer. Yeah, that's exactly what I put. That was the first thing that stood out to me. Yeah, um, the, it was it was quick. the The beat was great. The rhythm was really cool. Um, you felt like you were really being bum rushed. Yeah, and this is it's kind of like uh, kind of the vibe I get from it is like people putting their their crap aside and getting together and fighting back, pushing back. And like, they can't take us all if we bum rush them, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Totally makes sense. Kind of a power of the people song. That's right. Then, um, see, I only took, um, if we're going through the albums, Ace of Spades next. Ace of Spades. Yep. And, uh, yep. I, I like the little disclaimer. Um, kind of kind of unnecessary but kind of cool and they have since they've come back on the like you know they did uh and i think on the last album they did raining blood from slayer on uh, the album before that they did the uh, institutionalized which we talked about right so they've been doing that on every album and this one they chose uh, ace of spades because uh lemmy is no longer with us yeah and man it sounds great it really it really keeps the energy of the original and it starts out with that distorted bass which is so cool it's interesting because it's so it fits perfectly in the album but it's so different yeah i mean when you hear bum rush this and the next song comes on it's like this is totally it doesn't sound anything like the other it Um, almost here in the middle of all of these songs it almost sounds like a punk song yeah yeah you're right a little bit um but it was great great tribute loved it yeah uh next song i know we both probably like we like josta a lot another love josta yep Um, and um i've heard i've heard him talk about this one a little bit he actually wrote and recorded this jamie josta from hate breed he's been doing solo albums uh the project is just called josta um he wrote and recorded this song to put on his second Josta album with a guest and everything. I don't remember who it was, but he had like, it was done. And then ice heard it and he was like, I want that song. So Josta said, okay. So how long has this been? 
uh i don't know i don't know how long he's had the song but i mean josta his josta albums the last couple he's been doing are like stuff that he's had on hard drive drives and stuff for years wow so he but he i mean this was done for his album and then ice heard it and he was like i want it so he gave it to him yeah i this song i thought was really good because we talked about how angry it is but this is the song that says look bitches i came out on top yeah i I don't care what you say you can talk all the mess you want but i'm i'm up here on another level and i i overcame all that yeah i love that the the justification there and then um this one too was a little bit different because the chorus it actually had more of a chorus than the other ones as far as like a traditional with a little bit of singing air quote singing going on um so i felt like that was a little bit different Compared to hate breed, I mean, Jamie oh my sounds, gosh, <laughs> he's <laughs> yeah. singing, he's yeah. singing yeah. here. Yeah, it was awesome. I love that song. Yeah, it's great. I love it. All it's right, got, it's kind of got a, especially coming out of Ace of Spades that has that you know quick on your toes kind of feel. This one's a little more laid back. Got yes. a little little group, kind of a little pocket groove, not as quick. Yeah, it works. Worked for me completely. Uh, the next song uh, was very welcome because I love the original. It came out <laughs> colors 2020 remake of the uh, song from 1988. Yeah. Um, which is just weird for me to think about. I was actually still in high school at that point. So, yeah. And fun. I've heard ice talk about this one a little <laughs> bit. Um, he said, you know, people doing body count shows, people are always coming to him and telling him, they want to hear like his old songs with body count. Like, so, you know, colors was one that just kept coming up over and over and over again. So they decided to do it. Yeah. I'm glad they did. It sounded great. Uh, yeah, I like it. And this one and six in the morning, which is another, that one six in the morning is off of OG. So, I mean, I Mm -hmm. love that song. I've been listening to that song for a long time, but, um, these were okay, but, I kind of wish we had two more originals other than, I mean, these are right. fun, but like right. if I, if I could choose, I would rather have just two more like heavy body count songs. I get that. I will say though, that six in the morning really gives me those feels. It, yeah. it makes me <laughs> feel like those so late eighties, early night. I mean, it really takes me back to that time. And so I really like that song for that. Back then there's so many good songs like that, that are just a story. Like, I mean, it's got yeah. a beginning, a middle and an end, and it just goes through the day and it's just the story of that day. And it's so good. Yeah. So I hate to take that off the record because yeah. it, it made me feel good. <laughs> when I, was I didn't expect it. It was just like all of a sudden this pop, I was out working on my shed. I was replacing all this garbage wood. Yeah. And all of a sudden I'm listening to this and it's just like bang, bang, bang. And then that comes on. I'm like, I kind of like this, you know? Yeah. It was good. So. Yeah. All right. So that brings us to what? Remorse? No remorse. No remorse. And this one, man, like in Carnivore, the guitars sound low, but in this mm-hmm. one, I think they're like, they're like subsonic. They're so <laughs> low. It's It's crazy how low and crunchy they get. But uh, yeah, you know, he's kind of kind of like uh, say what you want, stand behind it, don't apologize for being who you are, and I don't care about you and your feelings. I'm going to do what I'm going to do kind of thing. 
I got, I have no remorse. Yeah, no. And I think that fits perfect for who he is. Yeah, absolutely. And what he says. And yeah, I think that's kind of a cool statement. Um, as far as musically, it didn't stand out to me in any way that yeah. stand out more than the others did. So I didn't have a lot to say about it other Same. than that. Yeah. Uh, the uh, next song was one of my standouts as well, uh, When I'm Gone, featuring Amy Lee of Evanescence. Yeah. And a little preamble before he starts the song, you know, he talks about uh, learning about the death of his friend Nipsey Hussle mm-hmm. and how that affected him and it inspired this song. So, and it's really, I mean, this song, I... I wouldn't think to say a body count song has a really great message, but this one does. It does. Um, and, you know, tell your loved ones how you feel now while you've got them. Don't wait till they're dead. You know, that kind of thing. So Amy Lee sounds awesome. And uh, it's a little sentimental for body count, but man, it works. It's so good. Yeah, it must have hit him hard. <laughs> I'm going to put an asterisk next to this one because <laughs> Nipsey Hustle. Okay, uh, when um, when he passed, if you remember this, and this is so stupid of me, by the way, but so he passes, and then the Grammys want to do this big tribute to him. Okay, right, the same week, you know, who passed for me? Neil. Neil. Yeah. yeah, and no okay. mention. Nothing in, in the in memoriam. <laughs> yeah, even in that, <laughs> we got a guy with like twenty two straight, you know, gold records or whatever, and. 40 years and uh this guy's been out for six years and he gets an entire segment and so i was like come on of course then i have to rein it back in and realize that i don't really give a shit about the grammys because it's kind of a it's not a real music show for people who it's a popularity show correct and it's all about who's popular now yes and and that's you know he he is was big now and they want to pull people in. They want people to watch. They're, you know, killing themselves to get viewers. So, of course, they would do something like that. Of course. Uh, you know, I mean, I get over that quickly. And I get to this song, and you are 100% correct. The message here was brilliant. I, I loved it all the way through. Even the little the, the part at the beginning where he talks, it kind of brings it home that, you know, this was somebody that was important to him. And that yeah. makes the song even better. But yeah, great message. Amy Lee's awesome. It was a cool choice. Um, you wouldn't expect her to be... I know she's in a rock band, so to speak, but I still... If you'd have told me, hey, Body Count's got this girl playing on there, who's going to be? Uh, I don't know that I would have picked Amy Lee, but... Yeah, interesting choice for sure, yeah. But it works. Yeah, really like it. So I'll eat crow on that one. <laughs> Sorry, Nipsey. <laughs> and... <laughs> Uh, what's the next? The critical beatdown. The the, the not critical beatdown. The yeah. Uh, I mean, this just sounds like a total revenge mm. track. It's. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's. There's not much else to say about it. It's. Yeah. I mean, it's a good. The whole album's good, but I, it didn't. Wasn't a huge standout for me. No, I didn't have anything really to say about it except for it's enjoyable to listen to. So yeah. I wouldn't skip it, but I'm not going to be looking the lyrics up either. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look them up now because they're probably so profound that it'll knock our socks off. No, I don't think so. Not that All right. One. All right, then. How about The Hate is Real? Uh, really good song. Yeah, it is. Really good song. I, I, the love is fake, but the hate is real. Yes. 
pretty cool talking you know he touches on racism talks a lot about two-faced kind of people you know a lot of talking about how much they love you but behind your back they don't they they're not looking out for you that kind of thing really good song yeah um it's kind of like that whole thing about surrounding yourself with good people yep now this person's behind your back wishing you ill will (laughs) open you're sick yeah it's like that whole thing because they're and we all know people who are like that who want to better themselves by pulling you down so um fits perfectly in this album and then the closer was six in the morning 2020 which we kind of already touched on so yeah yeah it's funny to listen to this whole thing and if you don't know it's coming like i didn't you start hearing him going into six in the morning i'm like what wait what (laughs) what just happened yeah it's like a time warp yeah it's pretty awesome yeah it was a cool one i don't think it's on every version of the album though oh really yeah i think it was I have to look back at that, but I don't think it was on every version. So it's on um, Spotify. Well, it was on Apple too, but there were multiple versions. I don't know where I saw that. So I don't know, but I'm glad it, it came on our versions because they did yeah. like it. So that's very good. cool. If you were going to rate this album out of five stars and would you listen again, what do you give it? I'd give it probably three three and three quarters out of five and i mean i've already listened to it about 10 times so i'm probably keep listening to it along with the previous two they're so good i would give it probably between a 3.5 and a four out of five and yes i will listen again i've only listened to it about five or six times so yeah i haven't caught up with you yet (laughs) but it was great Okay, so next week, we won't be doing an album, per se, but um, we will be recording on the same day that Guns N' Roses signed with Geffen Records in 1986. So rather than do an album review, we are going to recount our top five favorite Guns N' Roses songs. Sound good, Mundy? I am down to clown with that. I love it. I love Guns N' Roses, and I think it'd be interesting to see which ones we have in common and which ones we differ on. Yeah. Um, Kind of excited for that. And then um, the following week, then we'll get back into the uh, normal scheme of things. Uh, We'll be reviewing Pearl Jam. So I think that does it for this week. So, uh, Mr. Mundy, where might I find you? Uh, You can find me on Instagram at metalhead Monday, not being excited about Pearl jam. And that's okay because me being a huge Pearl jam fan, I'm not that excited about the new record, (laughs) but I must check it out nonetheless. And you can find me at foggy's pal on Instagram and Twitter. Also writing over there at uh, breakthefourth.com and at sports media pass. And you can find Wanderings and Wool Gathering at rock985.com. Or you can find us on SoundCloud or iTunes. Until next week, everyone. Bye now. Good night.